if you're a fan of something, why take somebody to die in the same situation with when Nipsey Hussle? Why are you giving him a Grammy after he die? Why are you giving somebody a Grammy after they're dead? You 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 fuck with them or clickbait and likes and want to be likable? Like why are you giving somebody so talented a Grammy after they die? Why are you giving them 200k sales after they die when they should have been getting it when they was alive? Hello everybody, thanks again for tuning in to Revolutionary Lumpen Radio. So just to answer 69's question there that they posed as to why some rappers and artists are given awards after the dead and the record sales increases exponentially. I think we all know if there's no artist or rapper or singer or anything to pay, it's a lot cheaper for the fucking music industry, you know what I'm saying, for the record label. That's all they care about is profit. So we're going to give a Marxist class analysis and analysis overall of the celebrity. As we understand that the proletariat is somebody who must sell their labour to a capitalist in order to make money. It's difficult with celebrities and artists because a lot of the time they're the ones producing the art or the content and then you know a record label or agents of some kind will pick them up and then they will make money off them you know what I'm saying so then obviously not proletarian you can't call a celebrity proletarian like obviously not because it's not the fucking same they're not the ruling class because they've got no political power whatsoever despite being multi-billionaires what the fuck are they? How would you categorise them? I mean, you couldn't even put them into artisan class because a lot of these singers and these artists and they don't even write their own fucking music. Do you know what I'm saying? You don't produce anything. They're literally, you know, puppets with all this wealth. So in this episode, we're going to really take upon audio extracts of multiple different types of celebrities giving their own perspective on this okay giving us their own class analysis you know in the same way in order to understand the lumpen proletariat you have to interview you have to listen to a lumpen proletariat's own class analysis in their own position so we got to do that with celebrities so what you're going to listen to is segments of celebrities talking and then I'm going to try and tie that in with an overall bigger picture, a bigger analysis. There's one thing to note is that people are paid salaries from the jobs like monthly, okay? They're paid a decent over a thousand pound booth paycheck, but you get that a month, okay? That's going to last you the whole month, okay? And then if you get, you know, minimum wage, you're more likely to get that paid weekly or every two weeks. The idea is you're only paid enough so that it's not enough to fuck off on holiday and start a new life with. You have to go back um, in order to make money, okay? You're paid a subsistence wage. Celebrities aren't. They're paid the fucking opposite. You know what I'm saying? It's like they could just do one film, make multi-million pounds and then sit back and smoke fucking Cuban cigars and probably fucking fly to space when they wanted and shit. They can do anything, you know, they've virtually got that much fucking money that they'd never have to work again. Yet they're constantly working. It's totally fucking bizarre I would be in 
leisure mode if I was a millionaire. Well, if I was a millionaire and I wasn't a communist, I'd be in leisure mode because I am a communist. If I was a multi-millionaire, everybody in Britain would get AK-47s delivered to them to ferment a re- unrest and then attack the state. But that's why people like me are never going to win the lottery. That's why people like me are never going to be multi-millionaires, okay? But these are multi-millionaires. Have they been vetted? What's going on? You know what I'm saying? How can the state and these institutions trust these celebrities to have so much money? Well, they don't always. And when they lose out of fucking trust with the celebrity or the artist and the handler, which they have celebrity handlers, once the handler has lost control, that's it. Celebrities dead. Boom. Suicide. Murder. You name it. Biggie. Tupac. Etc. Now we go into a class analysis coming from the celebrity class themselves. We don't want to get a class analysis from some aristocrat or some academic motherfucking... <laughs> a book with him, I don't know. We don't want to fucking get a fucking analysis of them. We've got to get it off the people who are living and breathing the celebrity life. So here we go with a first extract. Bear this in mind for the rest of the episode is... Obviously, very interesting and true. So we're going to listen to Ricky Gervais talk on Russell Brand's podcast as the celebrity jester class. I'm a rebel. You know, I've always been a rebel. And in a sense, it's proportionate to our BAFTA backdrops. You've got endless masks. I've got a drape. (laughs) Let me explain. I made an effort. I put a nice little jumper on. I've washed and all that. Mm. But this is this is my desk. I'm at my desk. This is the smallest room in the house because I thought the echo would because the other rooms are vast and it wouldn't be good for a (laughs) podcast. So. Okay, this isn't this isn't like cribs where I've hired them. I really, <laughs> I really did win them. I was watching. I was watching. I remember. I remember a good many of them. Then for I don't know what that boar is. Like there's a wild boar. I guess that's some sort of writing guild, or is it simply an ornament? Oh, no, that's a, oh I'm glad you brought that. That's a work of art that um I that was auctioned for charity and. I gave so generously. That reminds me what a great person I am. It's good to have a memento of your own greatness <laughs> next to those <laughs> less abstract accolades. <laughs> good. I live pretty near where you're from, mate. I, like I so I see sort of like uh, and you're from Reading, and of course, and Headley, like, aren't you? yeah, yeah, it's um, obviously lovely around there. Do you live near here? Um, well, we've got a little place quite near you um but uh my main i mean i mean i'm mostly in leafy Hampstead. yeah it, where people like you aren't allowed if i'm being honest i was there briefly for a while i lived on gardner road at what i might call oh, the really? height of my decadence yeah near flask walk and uh oh beautiful well um, we used to visit this uh, place you know before we lived here we lived in the center ever since sort of college and um, explaining to Americans what Hampstead is like, I, I, I say it's it's sort of bohemian and eclectic, and it's the sort of great great grandchildren of artists and poets 
and mm. me, new money. I, I always feel that it was like the Beverly Hillbillies when I rolled into town. <laughs> yeah, so Ricky's obviously being funny, talking about living in a multi-fucking-million or billion-pound fucking estate there. You know, peasants like us aren't even allowed on. And the Russell brand has been there at the peak of his decadence, he said, right? And then obviously, because Russell brand is vocal politically, it went downhill from there. Um, so this is where it kind of orients into kind of a literal class analysis between these people. These two people, Ricky and Russell, they grew up on council estates. Do you know what I'm saying? They were poor as shit. They were from the working class background and then they've like broken this fucking so-called glass ceiling or whatever and then become what Ricky is going to coin as the jester class. So, and I think, I think, I think we're from similar sort of backgrounds where we moved, where we moved up to be able to live next door. To, to wealthy people so I still I still feel when I walk into the Ivy there's a certain amount of disappointment on people's faces yeah it's incredible actually how have you maintained and do you think you've maintained that kind of access to normality and that kind of brittle spiky working class humour now that you are ensconced on the hill well, you're always connected to your family you always you always feel at home with your family you know um, uh, so there's there's that. I, I do it. I sort of do it quite consciously, trying to remember my roots because I think because we're court jesters. We have to be court jesters. We have to have low status. We're in the mud with all the other peasants teasing the king. Not too much because we don't want to get killed. Wait, was that a joke? Was he joking about that, or does he actually suspect that might happen? You know what I'm saying? The jester class is not new. It's been about since feudal times, and clearly it exists today. It is to point up at the king and laugh with along with the peasants. To kind of take steam off the king, do you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't want to build up so much pressure because we're pissed off at the fucking multi-millionaires in our society. So they have to have these public roasts. You know what I'm saying? We have to get Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes, Globes to take the piss out of all the fucking paedophile overlords and shit. You know what I'm saying? And in that way, the people aren't going to do it themselves because the, God knows if the people do it, that shit's not controlled. Yo, they don't have millions of pounds and houses in fucking Hampstead Heath to lose. You know what I'm saying? But Ricky's obviously conscious of this. Teasing the king, not too much, because we don't want to get killed. But we have to keep our low status somehow. I think I, I feel I want to, and and I do that in two ways. And you do this as well. Um, one, I invite them behind the curtain. I go, "What you think? It's great being rich and famous." Well, this is what I said in front of the queen. This is the first time I got a private jet. They thought I was the cook. So I so. I do that. I give them the horror stories where I was the putt, I was the wrong person. I shouldn't have been there. Mm. I tell them that. And I, the other way I do it is I talk about things where they're better off than me. I talk about being fat and old and balding. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to die soon. And I, so you, you do have to, particularly when people know what top comedians earn now, it, it's like, 
Um, I sort of embraced that as well. I teased them, I, like I did, you know, like talking about house and wealth in an ironic way, and they get that as well. And I, I, I'm sort of saying, listen, this is luck. I, do you know what I mean? This isn't. I don't think I deserve this. Oh, so Ricky's obviously conscious that he has to remain humble if he's going to be looked at in the eyes of the working class as somebody to laugh along with. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and what he's just said there... This is luck. I don't think I deserve this. Now, bear that in mind, because we're going to flip back to 69, and you're going to hear practically the same thing from them. It's like, not only that they feel like they don't deserve it, but others do. But there's a problem. Nobody part of my label, part of the, the industry can tell me, don't say none of that. And they do tell you. I tell you. They tell me, I'm a loose goose. Don't do it. <laughs> that can't hold me, nigga. Name a rapper right now, the new generation got more followers than me, got a bigger platform, get my views and all of that. Nobody. You can't hold my tongue. I'm telling you facts. Hear it. This industry is not what it seems to be. Listen, this industry is not what it seems to be. You want to be a rapper, you got 200 followers. I bet you there's rappers in here right now that can rap way better than me. You can't, you can rap way better than me. You will never be where I'm at because this industry is rigged. It's rigged. Hey, you know, get on this, what he starts saying now, because this gets heavy, you know, and listen to literally it's coming from inside. You need the passion, the fury, the disgust at the industry coming from inside them. And why is he doing it? He's just trying to be honest because people don't know. He's talking to people, consumers, in it. He's talking to consumers down fucking Instagram Live and he's saying bigger things are going on and everybody should be as mad and disgusted as me. Now listen to what it gets said here because it's heavy, you know, and I spent about three hours searching the internet for this fucking video, so appreciating it. I bet you there's rappers in here right now that can rap way better than me. You can't, you can rap way better than me. You will never be where I'm at because this industry is rigged. It's rigged. I'm telling you. Why you keep saying that? You said that a couple of times. Yeah. It's rigged. It's paid for. It's this, it's that. You're a young artist. You coming up. You're believing in this dream that they're selling you. It's not. Explain it. Explain it for me. I kind of get it. But like for somebody right now. That that dream is gonna be what pushes him to I'm the next level. I'm telling you this right now. Now look who's talking to 69 here, yeah? Whoever sat on that video next to him, he's like his mate in it. But he's obviously policing what 69's saying. 69's like saying, it's rigged. You can be better than me. It doesn't matter because it's rigged. You know what I'm saying? And like his mate saying, oh, well... You know, I don't know what you mean by that. That's the same thing that is going to put, you know, force people to pull up the fucking bootstraps and get where you are. And the person who is where he is is saying, no, that's not how it's done. But his mate is acting like a handler, policing what he's saying in his own best fucking interest for 69 because, God forbid, he ends up back a fucking working class proletariat and then up to be a wage slave for some fucking corporation rather than a fucking labour slave for a fucking conglomerate. Now listen to what he, he gets said, what gets said here, because it's fucking naughty, you know. Hear me out when I tell you, I speak facts, I'm in the industry. Am I speaking, let me know if I'm lying to you. No, you're telling the truth. I think... It's whatever's commercialised, whatever, listen, we're going to yeah, beat on. you into somebody's head. Hold on, look. I 
Alright, so I'm gonna let, inter- let them know oh, if I'm no, lying to no, them. No, no. I'm gonna interpret the other side because I'm, I know what they're thinking. They're thinking that. Mm. All right, cool. We hear what you're saying, but like our favorite artists still do what they need to do. Like the reason mm. why Young Boy isn't whatever is because he don't do interviews. It's because it's whatever else. Like I hear what you're saying, but I know what they're saying. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It goes back to the fact that this industry is rigged. Do you consider that being rigged? I always thought that industry was rigged. The industry's rigged. I don't know. Oh, what I'm just trying to tell... By the way, by the way, and if y'all see, ever see me on, me on live with Six, I don't agree with a lot of stuff. I try to challenge him, even though y'all could probably argue I should challenge more. That's one thing I could say about what he's saying. I've always believed the industry's rigged. We've just never seen an artist that's actually succeeding actually admit it's rigged. It's usually the unsuccessful artists say it's rigged. Yeah, but I'm successful, and I'm so, telling you it's rigged. So it's the artists that don't get don't get gold plaques, don't get platinum plaques, don't get number ones. That will they tell you it's rigged. They're gonna tell you it's rigged, but they're telling you because they're not successful. When you're in the system, you usually don't talk about the system. Now, what's the fucking system, Bo? The system of capitalism. And then how they can exploit 69 for profit. And obviously he's successful. He's got major dough. He's got mad awards and that. But he's still not happy because he's being exploited, isn't it? Then it makes me think, why the fuck are you? Because, again, I understand it's rigged. And, and, you know, through my small platform, smaller than yours at least, I try to give some education based on what I've seen. But you're winning. On a music level, you're winning. You just dropped a Spanish record. I looked up on YouTube, you got 50 million, 50 million views. On a Spanish record. You got three. And- Yo, listen, I'm not a Spanish artist. I'm not. So that clip was included to give you context to just the scale of the music artist, the 69ers. And 69 is going to tell us more about the interactions with their ruler, with their master, with the person who has them contractually obliged to jump whenever they say jump. Or fucking how high Snoop Dogg would be saying. You know, while Uzi, I think he was talking about the BT Awards and not getting nominated, he said he's not nominated because he breaks the rules. And the traditional rules say you're supposed to do this, 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 this. Yeah, and this. it's all editorial. Yo, listen, you have to sit down and talk to Spotify. Listen. He's saying you have to sit down with the label. You have to sit down with Spotify. You've got to pass their vetting, essentially. Because obviously, as we said in the NWA and culture industry episode, which you got to listen to when we talk about the music industry, you know, it's people behind all these big corporations. It's people behind the music industry. It's Jimmy Iovine behind Interscope. Doesn't matter how good you are, Interscope aren't going to take you on as a company. If Jimmy Iovine doesn't fucking like you, you've got to impress Jim, Jimmy Iovine if you wanted to be on Interscope Records. You know what I'm saying? It's the same with these CEOs and that. You have to personally, they have to personally approve you and you have to sell yourself as somebody who's complicit and, you know, go to the job interview. Why have I got this job? Oh, because I love this firm. This firm has fed my community fucking convenient burgers for God knows how long. And, you know, it's such a fun vibe when I come in here and see Ronald McDonald. Oh, you know, it's amazing. I'd love to be here. I'd love to spend all my fucking waking days here. 
that's the kind of bullshit you've got to tell to these fucking CEOs of this. And it doesn't matter how many millions or billions you have, or as a matter of fact, if you're ever going to get these millions or billions, you got to get on your four knees and say, yes, master. Look, I'm the label. I'm telling you, take this in your head and write it down. I'm telling you the game. That is right. I'm successful. <laughs> I'm successful. I got platinum, gold, almost diamond records. I'm successful. I'm telling you, hear this out, please. Yo. The label's telling you, yo, listen, you have to sit down with Spotify, sit down with Apple. You have to do this interview. You have to. If you don't want to, you have to. You have to go see this person and sit down and talk to them. You have to go and do this. You have to. Yo, you You got to check the boxes. Literally, you could say, I don't feel like doing that. I don't even like that person. You have to. You're a puppet. You can't say certain shit. Take that down. Take it down right now. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I'll take it down. Don't say that. Hey, but look, the masters who are telling them to take it down and to see these people, they're not politely saying, can you take that down, please? They're saying, take that down, you fucking stupid fucking... You know what I'm saying? And then this leads on to Kanye West and the text messages of their handler, who is Canadian Intelligence. So I should probably come in with a disclaimer before going on to Kanye West, etc. I'm not like supporting any one individual for who they are. I'm just trying to analyze what's going on with celebrities and how the state and institutions manages and exploitates them as I do with all classes because I'm a heavy Marxist and that's what we should do, apply class analysis to all things. So disclaimer, you know, there is going to be some info wars. We are going to hear Kanye West, regardless of what you think of them. Um, and Dave Chappelle, you know, they've all got fucking issues and they're all tapped with boys by morality. But we're not looking at that. So you remember early on in the episode when Ricky Gervais rightly said, We're court jesters. We have to be court jesters. We have to have low status. We're in the mud with all the other peasants teasing the king. Not too much because we don't want to get killed. So when Kanye West said to millions and millions and millions of people across the world all at once. George Bush doesn't care about black people. How do you feel when you hear that? Is that funny? Is there something funny? Like, and why would it be funny? Is it because it's like shocking? Like, like I can't believe what he's just said. Probably. You know, at the time, like, listen to what else Kanye West was saying. I hate the way they portray us in the media. If you see a black family, it says they're looting. See a white family, it says they're looking for food. And you know it's been five days because most of the people are black. And even for me to complain about, I would be a hypocrite because I've tried to turn away from the TV because it's too hard to watch. So obviously, like, that's not funny. That's deadly serious. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's like at the same time, the state knew that they weren't serving the people like they should have. They should have been there for the people. But they never, they just let them die. And like Kanye said, there was like stigmatizing black people for surviving. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like they were empathizing with white people rather than stigmatizing the, the other survival. You know, it's sad, it's fucked up. So that's why... 
But Kanye West fucked up on what Ricky Gervais said. He literally went for the king's jugular. So he's like went for the king's jugular in front of millions and millions of other people's like senses. You know what I'm saying? Ricky Gervais knew better. He knew you could throw shade. You could have a laugh at you know at their expense, but you can't cross a line. So what happened to Kanye? He didn't get killed like Ricky Gervais said. Instead, he got institutionalized. So we're really gonna circle back round to Kanye after we listen to some Dave Chappelle. Because Dave Chappelle had an incident where he basically fucked up in front of everybody, and then he himself was practically institutionalized called crazy, you know, forced to take medication, forced to take each and every step measured by his handler, his Hollywood handler. And Dave talks about it, okay, then we're going to go back to Kanye, and we're going to look at the, the similarities to expose this institution. I still haven't gotten to why you just disappeared. So you had that moment, the guy's laughing too much. Was that the tipping point for you? Was that the straw? That was the first tipping point. Okay. And then they put in the paper that I had uh, pneumonia, God knows what. Mm-hmm. It was walking pneumonia because I was walking all over the place. <laughs> uh, I was relaxing. Uh, and then uh, after that, I, I was coming back to the show. And uh, then they were like, well, Dave, you know, you should just back up the pneumonia story. And I was like, I'm, you know, that was your thing. I'm not... I'm not backing up a pneumonia story. So, so pause there. So that's interesting immediately because what he's saying is that they just inserted a story about him that wasn't true, right? They're just t- t- told him, hey, just say you have pneumonia. Just back up this claim. Let's continue and hear what else he says. And then the, the next day it was in the paper that I had writer's block. Then I knew something was getting ready to get stressful because I hadn't even started writing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it wasn't, I was on the schedule to write. So I was like, what's... You know, what's going on? Are they going to... So these are your people trying to feed... Manipulate me. Sounds like somebody's trying to put young Dave in a compromising position. Okay, so that's interesting. He's speaking about handlers. This idea of Hollywood handlers that are trying to manipulate the narrative, trying to control some sort of a narrative. And he's he's wise to it. He's realizing, wait a second, something's going on here. Let's keep going. Uh-uh, Oprah. uh uh but, you know, okay, so then I got worried. So when I said I'm not going to do it, then all of a sudden it was like, well, now he has walking pneumonia. And then I knew long before I walked, I had considered walking. You had considered I had it. considered walking because I went back to work and the vitamin love was gone because it was a real ugly negotiation. It's a situation where now everybody's taking credit for this and that and the other. So it's just, it was getting ridiculous. And I knew I was going to leave. So I got ahead of schedule and I bounced. And I didn't tell anybody where I was going. The whole time, they're trying to convince me I'm insane. Stop. Do you know what I'm saying? So how is that for a class analysis? He's saying when you're in my class as like an entertainer, as a jester, and then you go off script to the point where people aren't laughing anymore, then they're going to convince you that you're crazy. They try to convince me I'm crazy. That's what he's saying. Do you know what I mean? Similar... We've seen the exact same thing with Kanye West. Now, Kanye West has said some outrageous 
shit on a level that is kind of unprecedented in in today's times but I'll, I'll talk about that later on but Dave is saying like I had to get out of there because those handlers who were supposed to trust him like looked after me and my career aspirations are actually detrimental to my own health and freedom of course they want to cloud his mind they want to drug him up they want to make him into this puppet that when they move their hand, his mouth opens. When they move it again, it shuts. And if you can't do that, there's something up with fucking him. They were trying to get me to take psychotic medication. Yeah. Like I'm sitting around, you know, I was stressed out. But the people that were telling me I was insane, I believed that they knew what was going on. So uh, this was troublesome. Yeah. I said, I'm not taking this medicine, man, because I know these people be trying to control you or, or maybe discredit you. I was afraid, like, you but know. But you were stressed out. That's why. There's no question, question. but. Opus, show your fucking mouth. Can you get over what Opus just said? She's like, no, but you were stressed out. Who the fuck is she? What kind of qualifications she got to determine anybody's mental fucking health? And she is trying to tell him how he fucking was by that extent. Is, is justifying him being on psychotic medication. But, you know, Oprah with, like, her, you know, connections to the US real elite, she's effectively fucking aristocracy. Do you know what I'm saying? So she's defending her own class interest by trying to convince Dave that maybe he was a little insane. It's very stressful for someone to constantly walk behind you and say, you're insane. So, like, at first with Dave Chappelle, he, like, told the people he's got writer's block, he's sick with pneumonia, and then they tried to convince him that there's something up with himself because he, like, stepped out of line. You know what I'm saying? How much of this is punishment and how much of it is, like, trying to control or are they both the same thing? Yeah, totally fucked. So now when, yay, when Defcon 3, I mean... Everybody was interviewing at the time. Everybody, he was all, he was on every single podcast. He was on every single place where you could be interviewed to be fucking an anti-Semite, effectively. But it was also interesting that there was a story behind it that comes from conspiracy. It comes from what happens when people can't make a material class analysis of the world so they lead into conspiracy theories like oh the Illuminati the fucking Jews run the world there's a fucking a flat earth you know all this shit is where people turn to when they've got no options left because there isn't enough truth out there because there isn't enough fact and the closer you get to the fact or the truth you just hit fucking anti-communism and that stops you from actually reaching enlightenment towards historical materialism so now let's listen to Ye's testimony on how he was being handled by a Canadian intelligence service operative. Like literally spies have got a pulling of strings for these fucking celebrities and that. Do you know what I'm saying? Let me read these harmony This is how he was This is a trainer. But come to find out, he was actually Canadian intelligence, but this is my trainer. So this shows you the kind of handlers that are around the superstars in California, right? So this is Kanye's Hollywood trainer from Canadian intelligence. 
which is already like fucked up in of its own self sense but it's really like who's controlling these like who is he working for who is this trainer reporting to so it says i'm going to help you one of a couple ways first you and i sit down and have a loving and open conversation but you don't use cuss words okay so fair enough sit down have a conversation but the term and say don't use cuss words like what do you mean, lad? From a fucking fully grown adult, you fucking soft cunt. Like, if anybody tried to tell me that, like, let's have a conversation, but don't swear. What the fuck is that about? That's pure trying to grab me by the fucking bollocks, knowing that it's unlikely. <laughs> like, because I'm too passionate, I care too much to not swear, to not be excessive with me language. And that's the point. Do you want Kanye to stop caring about things, to stop being like excessive, and to just be submissive in it? So I mean, it just gets worse. And everything that is discussed is based in fact, and that's some crazy stuff that dumb friend of yours told you, or you saw in a tweet. Second option, I have you institutionalized again. So this Hollywood trainer is admitting, I've already had you institutionalized once. I've already put you in the so-called loony bin. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's literally just a threat, isn't it? It's not about, like, I think, you know, the best way to help you is by institutionalization. It's a case of do this or this. Where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Play date play date with the kids just won't be the same like that statement of itself yeah i'm telling you now if my fucking so-called hollywood fucking trainer texts me that i'd blow his head off like that's pure maternal instinct kicking in you can't paternal instinct kicking in you can't just say that like that is worthy of like like men have lost their lives for less this is the way a hollywood a hollywood trainer was talking to me to force me to go and like apologize, right? You think about if Harley was part of intelligence, right? What kind of people you think are surrounding my kids? What kind of people you think are in that house right now? My kids go to Sierra Canyon. It's a Jewish school that doesn't teach Christianity to these Christian kids at Christmas time. They're teaching Kwanzaa to black kids. They say, hey, this is your, this is your Christmas. This is all indoctrination. This is all mind control. You gotta understand, like I'm putting, I don't believe I'm putting myself at risk because I think God uses me for a time like this. He put me in this situation and had y'all follow me from George Bush, don't care, to Beyonce had the best video, to now. For some reason, y'all are interested. Two Chain said, why is Bell Buck? Well, y'all niggas soul is looking. Like, y'all are, y'all are interested for some reason and they wanted to medicate me every day you realize like they could have just switched to medication and i wouldn't be here and on the news they would have said it was because of a mental issue right yeah. i ain't never been back to the hospital since 2015 but every time they say i'm crazy it's just when i'm saying the truth so what's the crazy part really what's the crazy part really they can't scare you. They can't control you. They can't. They, they, they try to suppress you, but that's how they try to categorize. They you. can't control me. 
You get what I'm saying? They could control Shaq. They could control Charles Barkley. They could control LeBron James. They can control Jay-Z and Beyonce. No, not you, man. But they can't control me. Not you see, you. it ain't no name I won't name. Exactly. It's up. Not you. You know what I'm saying? And just for Minister Farrakhan, I love you. But the way you read that, I took that as a slight. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't take no disrespect from nobody. So let's get on the phone. Let's talk that out. I don't care who you are. I ain't taking no slice from nobody. Right? I ain't taking no slice from nobody. It's God. That's the only person that I serve. My mom ain't here. My mama was sacrificed. Me too. You understand? Yeah. I appreciate Michael you. Jordan. What about him? His daddy, right? Bill Cosby, his son, right? Dr. Dre, his son. You're out in Hollywood, a lot of people come up missing. Feels like it might be a lot of that in order to control, traumatize. They want to monetize and traumatize. Yeah, so obviously Kanye West isn't talking the truth whenever people say that he's crazy, like, He's been on anti-Semitic rants, you know what I'm saying? He says things that's not the true. But much of it in this instance, like those text messages were true. They are from his Hollywood trainer, um, his handler, um, and his handler is Canadian intelligence. And he did threaten to, like, lobotomize him. Do you know what I'm saying? Frankly, threatened to lobotomize him uh, to get him under control and that. And then Kanye was like, he wasn't shook and he just fucking rolled up to some paparazzi and fucking read it out to them. Like, how fucked up is this? You know what I'm saying? And it is fucked up. In to some degrees, legally and socially, uh, even like materially, uh, more oppressed than say, working-class people, because the working-class people can quit the job and then get a new job and things. But, like, as a celebrity, it's like you've invested so much, you've got so much, and it's like it's the same with, like, this is why, um, you know, when when stock markets crash, why so many bankers and things kill themselves? It's because they've got so much debt. They've got so much debt if they were to lose the money or to end up with that debt and not have the money to pay for it, that's so much more debt than any working class person can accumulate. That's more debt than any hundred thousand or million working class people will accumulate in their entire lifetime. So to be left with that, you lost everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so celebrities have to bend over backwards uh, to to meet the bills and, you know, just to be part of the fucking scene. It just doesn't go nowhere. It's like Robin Williams, fucking comedian that killed himself. You know, how many celebrities killed themselves? How many celebrities never killed themselves but were put on medication that would eventually kill them like murder? Do you know what I'm saying? So the working class people suffer social murder. These jesters suffer... Planned obsolescence. You're an old model. We want a new model. You're being fucking recycled into the earth and we're going to get somebody else who is better controlled than you and can make more money than you. Anyway, before I just go off on a fucking tangent not making sense and start myself, shit's really fucking interesting. Um, it's a crazy 
it's a strange new way of looking at uh, the celebrity class. So I hope that you have found it particularly interesting. It's given you a lot to think about. Uh, and you keep an eye out for more of it in the future because these mechanisms of power and control, you know, Kanye West was a multi-billionaire. Do you know what I mean? And it just got took away from him. It's like, why are you still doing what you're doing with billions? It's because they can't relax. They can't have leisure. They have to keep fucking grinding away. Or they'll probably just come against some fucking sort of lawsuit or some way, shape and form who wants to make money off them. And then they get told no. And then suddenly the celebrities going crazy. So if you did find this particularly interesting, please make sure you're subscribed for future episodes. Support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash lumpenpodcast means everything keeps me going i am lumpen proletariat. yet i do not have any income at the minute at all nowhere do i lie do share it with your friends family tell them to subscribe for future episodes great spending time with you and as always workers and lumpen of the world my mama was raised in the era when clean water was only served to the fairer skin. Doing clothes, you would have thought I had help, but they wasn't satisfied unless I picked the cotton myself. You see, it's broke, nigga, race them, that's that, don't touch anything in the stove. And it's rich, nigga, race them, that's that, come in, please buy more. What you want? A Bentley, fur coat, a diamond chain? All you blacks want all the same thing. Used to only be niggas, everybody playing, spending everything on Alexander Wang, new slaves. You see his leaders and his followers, but I'd rather be a dick than a swallower. You see his leaders and his followers, but I'd rather be a dick than a swallower. I see the blood on the leaves, I see the blood on the leaves, I see the blood on the leaves, I know that we the new slaves, I see the blood on the leaves, they throwing hate at me, want me to stay at ease, fuck you and your corporation, y'all niggas can't control me, I know that we the new slave, I know that we the new slave, I'm about to wild the fuck out, I'm going Bobby Boucher, I know that pussy ain't free, you niggas pussy ain't me, y'all throwing contracts at me, you know that niggas can't read, don't want some Maybach keys, Say like B. I know that we the new state. Y'all niggas can't fuck with me. Y'all niggas can't fuck with Yay. Y'all niggas can't fuck with Yay. I move my family out the country so you can't see where I stay. So go and grab the reporters so I can smash their recorder. Say that confuses with some bullshit like the New World Order. Meanwhile, the DEA teamed up with the CCA. They try to lock niggas up. They try to make new state. See, that's that probably on prison. Get your peace today. They probably all in the Hamptons bragging about what they made.
Oh, that was the way I hit the open. Unite. Another world Unite